Sky Carumba for May 29th to June 4th, 2022. Jupiter and Mars are very close in our morning lineup on Sunday morning this week. Mars passes Jupiter moving eastward. For Monday through Saturday, the objects from left to right are Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Venus is a little farther left each morning, and so is Mars. If you're in the southern hemisphere, look for Mercury emerging into the morning. It's the farthest left of them all when it shows up. Actually, the planets are more going straight up in the southern hemisphere, so you might say it's the object on the bottom. Northern hemisphere sky watchers will probably have to wait another week or two to find the messenger planet, but how exciting that all five naked eye planets will be in the sky at once. Not only that, they'll be in order, closest to farthest from the sun in the sky and closest to farthest from the sun in orbit. That usually doesn't happen, so this lineup is special. And it gets even better. Although they break the order, Neptune and Uranus are in the lineup too. Neptune is a little west of Jupiter. You can find it with the help of a star chart, a dark sky, and a telescope or binoculars. Uranus is still in the dawn's light for the northern hemisphere observers, but southern observers will find it with a star chart, a dark sky, and magnification too. Venus will pull very close to Uranus at the end of next week, and the planet will rise earlier, giving northern viewers a good chance to find it. New Moon is on Monday. The thin crescent moves through the stars of setting Gemini on Wednesday and Thursday evenings. Thursday is lunar apogee. That's when it's farthest from the Earth. It's in the stars of Cancer on Friday night, and then the Moon is on to Leo. The Moon will pass in front of the sickle star above Regulus on Sunday evening next week for viewers in Texas, Mexico, and other Central American countries. Dolphins have been long thought of as seafaring friends of human beings. There's a dolphin in our sky to honor them. One story says the dolphin is there because it helped Poseidon marry a mermaid. Poseidon had been courting one such creature named Amphitrite. One day he proposed to marry her, and she accepted. If not for the dolphin who'd been giving Poseidon rides out to see her, the romance wouldn't have happened. To show his gratitude, Poseidon gave the dolphin a place among the stars. A different version of the story says Poseidon had been courting Amphitrite without the dolphin's help. When he asked her to marry him, she fled, preferring to remain unmarried and virginal. Poseidon sent several creatures out to look for her. The dolphin was the one who found her. He persuaded the mermaid to return with him and marry Poseidon, and Poseidon thanked the dolphin by putting an image of him among the stars. Another story told by Herodotus is one of a poet who could play a harp-like instrument called the katara. Periander, the king of Corinth, sent Arion to play the instrument in a contest in Italy. Arion won a handsome prize for his performance. He chartered a ship to return home and had a lot of money left over, and the ship's crew wanted more than he was paying. They plotted to throw Arion overboard and take his new fortune. Showing some mercy, these evildoers granted him a final wish to play a final tune. This would-be last performance enchanted several dolphins. When Arion saw them, he jumped overboard and landed on one's back. That dolphin took him home where he reported the crime. 
The ship's crew, thinking Arion was dead, proceeded to Corinth. They quickly met Periander's police. The king had them executed and returned the fortune to Arion, and the gods honored the dolphin who aided him by placing a figure of a dolphin in the sky. It's not hard to imagine a dolphin drawn out by the stars of Delphinus. It's also fairly easy to see them as a kite. In some stories, the four stars making the diamond are called Job's Coffin. Delphinus's two brightest stars are named Swalikin and Rotenev. Swalikin is spelled S-U-A-L-O-C-I-N. Rotenev is R-O-T-A-N-E-V. You don't have to know much about star names to expect these to be words in ancient Greek, Latin, or Arabic. But these are not. The names appeared in the Palermo Star Catalog in 1814, and no one at the time knew where they came from. Until someone figured out that if you spell them backward, you get Nicholas Venator. He was the assistant to the director of the Palermo Observatory. He was also known by the names Nicholas Cacciatore and Nicholas Hunter, depending on the language someone rendered his name in. The International Astronomical Union approved Swalikin and Rotenev as the star's official names in 2016. If you have a telescope, point it at Swalikin and Rotenev. They are both multiple stars. You'll find the constellation Delphinus up all night in June. It will rise in the east after the sun sets, be on the meridian around midnight, and set as dawn breaks. Sky Caramba! 